Hello friends, my name is No Kairos, your guy from the future, the year 2053 to be precise. In your time, I'm a 13-year-old kid trying to make sense of the craziness going on in the world. In my time, I'm 46 years old and have experienced literal and figurative tidal waves of craziness. I'm able to place recordings in your path due to advances in the quantum sciences. But as you know, technology is a double-edged sword. There are people in my time and other times using technology for their own selfish and nefarious purposes. I can't tell you everything that's happened between your time and mine, but I have and will continue to share some things that may help you avoid making the mistakes of my time. I live in South America in a new nation called Bierica. We fled the West because, as my father puts it, it wasn't a great place to raise a family. As I've mentioned in previous recordings, the government sucked, the leadership sucked, the economy sucked, and a series of man-made and natural disasters made it suck even worse. The past 30 years or so have been hard on everyone living on the globe. In North America and Western Europe, your political and technological leaders came up with a profitable solution to solve the problems of resource scarcity, inequality, and the problems that come with that. That solution is the Kairos device and Kairos network. It offers you various tiers of immersive content that help you escape from your problems and dreary existence. It allows you to do all of the things you've ever dreamed of doing anytime you want. And if it sounds too good to be true, it is. Don't get me wrong, Kairos delivers on every promise that it makes, but you'll always want more and that'll lead you into slavery and exploitation. It is a lie and I'd like to dig a bit deeper into that lie. So first off, here's a quick refresher on what Kairos is and does. The Kairos device is a piece of technology that resides in your brain. It is composed of thousands of individual graphene nanotube components that are injected into a person's spinal cord in a process similar to a spinal tap or epidural. These individual components bind together into a tiny little train and are led up through the spinal cord and into the brain where they assemble, stabilize, and harden into a single discrete device. Once assembled, the device attaches itself to the brain and sends tiny filaments out to connect with various parts of the brain. The journey into the brain and the assembly process are powered by a tiny fuel cell. Once the device is assembled, the fuel cell is exhausted, and from then on, the device is powered entirely by environmental factors inside the brain, including natural movement and chemistry of the cerebrospinal fluid. After the assembly, attachment, and extension processes are complete, the device attempts to connect with the Kairos network. The Kairos network is where the content is hosted and where the computing power necessary to access and process the content occurs. The Kairos device is essentially a technology relay between the Kairos network and the user's brain. The device transforms brain signals into computer code and transmits them to the Kairos network. It also receives signals from the Kairos network and routes them to the appropriate receptors in the brain. The Kairos network is accessible pretty much anywhere on or near the Earth. Terrestrial base stations are ubiquitous in countries where Kairos is legal. In countries where it's not legal, the network is accessible via satellite or clandestine base stations. But to get the most out of the Kairos network, you usually need to be located in or close to metropolitan areas in legal Kairos countries. So once a user receives the implant, they'll usually spend a few months getting used to the device and all the capabilities and features. 
that process is somewhat similar to what you may have gone through when you got your first smartphone. All of a sudden you have a bunch of new applications, games, and content at the tip of your fingers. You also have to get used to new menu structures, settings, etc. It's a similar experience with Kairos, except all of this is going on in your head. There is a learning curve as users navigate the neural interface, learn the settings, and explore new content, but the brain adjusts quickly, very quickly, since no motor skills are involved. Within a couple of weeks, using Kairos seems natural. And that's the scary thing about it. In a lot of ways, Kairos is similar to the drug Grom. The brain was happy to allow Grom to redefine normal brain function, but when a user stopped using Grum, the brain freaked out as it tried and failed to restore the euphoric balance. There's really no danger of going cold turkey on Kairos, unless you want to. I'll talk about that in a few minutes. The system is always on, so the brain becomes accustomed to Kairos, works in harmony with it, and eventually comes to rely on it. Or more simply said, the brain becomes addicted to Kairos in a couple of ways. First of all, Kairos... It messes with the brain's reward system. Think of any addiction, drugs, gambling, video games, maybe even porn. People can get so immersed in these substances or activities that they become the only source of pleasure. Everything outside those activities seems like drudgery, so the user or participant or whatever has to take those substances or participate in those activities just to feel normal. The addict's brain is out of balance. They are unable to process things like serotonin, dopamine, orexin, or other hormones, neurotransmitters, or minerals correctly. The only thing that makes them feel normal is to feed the addiction. But the addiction is hungry and it becomes harder to satiate. The user can never quite reach the level of high they're looking for, but they are consumed with finding that high again. It's very easy for Kairos users to get sucked into the addiction cycle. The amount of content and thrills available on the Kairos network overloads the brain's reward system. Every day is Christmas and you get everything you've ever dreamed of, but after a while, even the Christmas of your wildest dreams starts to feel tired and mundane. But you can't really back out of it. Once you're used to living the life of perpetual Christmas, you can't go back to living a random Wednesday in September life. And when a user gets to this point, much like a drug addict, their real life is in shambles and they're unable to find joy in anything. In this situation, a drug addict still has choices. They can take the hard road, acknowledge the problem, and attempt rehabilitation, or they can overdose and end it all. A Kairos user cannot easily be rehabilitated. Their drug is implanted inside their head. It would be like a heroin user trying to rehabilitate in a warehouse full of heroin spoons, needles, and lighters. So the Kairos user's only option is to overdose, and that occurs by checking themselves into a lounge works facility where they will be <clears throat> fully immersed in their drug for the remainder of their natural life. The second way the brain becomes addicted to Kairos is through processing power. More simply said, the brain becomes reliant upon Kairos to perform work. And this goes back to one of the original use cases for Kairos. I was on the development team for early Kairos prototypes. At that time, we were developing the technology to help injured veterans, amputees, and paralyzed people regain the use of their limbs. Our technology created a neural digital interface that helped us bridge the gap between the brain and the limbs. Brain signals were turned into digital signals and vice versa so that injured people could learn to walk and function again. 
In Kairos, that technology has evolved beyond limbic control and into cognitive processing, and that really lightens the load on users' brains. Uh, and, and let me give you an example. Let's say you're sitting at home planning a barbecue for your extended family. You have 24 people coming and need to buy enough hamburgers, buns, condiments, and side dishes to feed them all. Some have larger appetites than others, so your brain goes through some complex calculations. You conclude that you'll need a total of 36 hamburger patties, 36 buns, and two gallons of potato salad. With Kairos, a lot of that contextual information is already stored on the Kairos network. Kairos remembers that your Uncle Roy will most likely eat three hamburgers and that your niece might only eat a half. All you need to do with Kairos is think, order enough hamburgers, buns, and potato salad to feed my extended family, and the calculation and shopping will be done. It sounds pretty cool, but extrapolate that across everything you do on a daily basis. Kairos takes control of the cognitive heavy lifting and the brain becomes increasingly content to allow it to do so. So much like an unused muscle, the brain atrophies and becomes lazy. Kairos is the boss and the brain sits back and allows Kairos to shape it to resemble the mean of every other brain on the network. So as great and miraculous as Kairos sounds, it is ultimately a lie. It hijacks your brain, erases your individuality, and eventually leaves you with no other option than to check yourself into a LoungeWorks facility. And let's talk a little bit about LoungeWorks. If you're familiar with that old movie, The Matrix, it's kind of like taking the blue pill and checking yourself out of this mundane life and into the life of your dreams. And by the way, speaking of The Matrix, that movie or series of movies, I guess, is more than 50 years old in my time, but it still gets plenty of plays here in Biarica. The subject subject matter is still intriguing and relevant, and the costumes are exotic as they ever were. The clothes and fashion in my time are simple and functional, but they tend to be almost obnoxiously colorful. The culture is also pretty bright, so the sleek, dark clothing and stoic attitudes of the Matrix movies are intriguing in my day. Anyway, back to LoungeWorks. Uh, so if you're sick of life and can't support yourself and want to be immersed in Kairos on a full-time basis, uh, you take the blue pill and check yourself into a LoungeWorks facility. In doing this, you sign a contract that grants the LoungeWorks operators temporary custodianship of your body. They agree to keep you alive, fed, and healthy, and you'll have unlimited access to all the features and content on the Kairos network. Obviously, it costs a lot of money to feed and maintain a human being, so LoungeWorks clients need to provide some form of payment. That payment is rendered in the form of computing power. Specifically, they partition a portion of the user's brain and sell it off to the highest bidder. In the majority of cases, that partitioned brain power is used to improve, develop, and test content on the Kairos network. Private individuals, companies, or government agencies can buy this brain power and essentially do whatever they want with it within the bounds of the LoungeWorks terms of service. There's also a brain classification system that affects the price and profitability of the least brain capacity. I won't go into that a whole lot because it's boring and convoluted, so I'll stick to the three basic categories. The first category are developing brains. These are usually teenagers and young adults up through age 25. These are the most expensive brains to lease because they are much rarer than other types. First of all, you need to be over the age of 18 or have a parent's consent to have the Kairos device implanted. 
And for kids under 18, much of the content on Kairos is shielded, so the addictive behaviors that lead a person to check themselves into lounge work aren't as strong. Developing brains are sought after because they are faster, more trainable, and sometimes wildly unpredictable. Content developers and testers love developing brains because they provide an excellent obstacle course to stress test whatever it is they're developing. If their application or content is functional engaging to a developing brain, it'll definitely work on the other two types. The second category of the brain is, is referred to as stable. These brains typically belong to individuals ranging from ages 25 to 55, and they're the workhorses and cash cows of the LoungeWorks barn. The majority of LoungeWorks clients are in this age group, so these types of brains are perfect for everyday testing and developing. If you're an average content developer, this is likely the only class of brain that you'll ever need to use. The third and last category of brain is referred to as declining. These brains usually belong to people over the age of 55 or to LoungeWorks clients of any age who have been in the system longer than about seven years. And if you thought LoungeWorks sounded shady before, this is where it gets pretty dark. Our brains develop by doing heavy lifting. I mentioned this earlier, but things we do on a daily basis like figuring out how much food we need to prepare for a family dinner or calculating how much we need to slow our bicycle down at an intersection to make a safe right turn. The variety of everyday mundane things like that provide a balanced workout that our brains need to stay sharp. And when we get older, our brains tend to slow down partly because we just aren't doing these types of activities as frequently or intensely. When an individual checks into LoungeWorks, their brain ages in dog years. One year in total Kairos immersion is the equivalent of seven to 10 years in real life. And that happens for a couple of reasons. First, certain areas of the brain quickly fall out of shape. You're not walking, talking, seeing, or hearing anything. Um, so those areas of the brain either atrophy or are repurposed to better process Kairos data. Second of all, other areas of the brain are getting a super workout. It's like they're in Navy SEAL buds training at all times. So the brain starts to decline quickly because it's out of balance. Some parts are couch locked and sedentary. Other parts are running marathons, soaking wet in sand filled boots. So these declining brains are the bargain bins of the lounge work system. They provide some value for content developers seeking the lowest common de denominator for their applications or content. They're also suitable for testing simple applications and doing commodity level computing. But at a certain point, the, break, the brain reaches its breaking point and is no longer profitable. And then the party's over. Decl declining brains are, are then retired and taken out of the computing pool. A retired brain is pretty much an empty shell. The, the process to, to sustain life are still functional, but there's very little of what you consider cognitive activity going on. By this time, the user lacks the ability to navigate the Kairos network, so Kairos kicks in and delivers what I'd describe as a soothing test signal for the final weeks or months of the user's life. I say final weeks because the body typically retires soon after the brain. Researchers here in in Biarica have studied this for years, trying to figure out why people in comas, for example, can live for decades, but bodies of retired brains expire quickly. There are theories, but unfortunately, nobody really cares. 
The user was dead the day they checked into LoungeWorks. Right now in 2053, there are about 60 million people residing in LoungeWorks facilities throughout the world. And that's about the same amount of people living in Great Britain or Italy in your time. Around 15 million of these people are what can be considered early adopters and are now classified as declining. Three million people's brains have already been retired from lounge works and most of those have expired. Or refraining from euphemisms, they've died. Over the next five years, those 15 million declining brains will also retire and 40 million more will take their place. But the operators of the Kairos network and, and lounge works aren't too concerned. They're getting better at signing up young adults and filling the vacancies. Why grind your, your life away? Going to college, getting a job, paying a mortgage. That's not the desirable life. Younger adults are choosing the lounge works life. Many of them were preceded by their parents who just wanted an escape from all the pain that the world threw at them. These younger kids are fully aware of what's ahead of them and that cynical line of thinking is heartbreaking. We're trying to stop that cycle and I'll talk a, a bit about that in a moment. But what you're probably thinking right now is, how can these governments of the world simply ignore the exploitation and killing of 60 or 70 million people? Well, they're not ignoring this, they own it. They're responsible for it. They enable it and they encourage it. Kairos and LoungeWorks are quasi-nationalized corporations that are operated by governments. These are the best utilitarian solutions to the socioeconomic challenges of the day. How do you keep order in a society where resources are increasingly scarce, but people feel increasingly entitled? Governments have exhausted every other option. They've inflated their currencies until they've popped. They've filled prisons and have tried to mop up after multiple natural and man-made disasters. Things just kept getting worse and people kept expecting more. If you remember, that was the whole reason why we left the, the West and established Bierica. We were caught in the crossfire between indulgent, incompetent governments and their spoiled, do-nothing, know-nothing, want-everything citizens. Kairos and LoungeWorks were the government's solution to giving the citizens what they want, a life of unlimited and unearned leisure. Why suit up in riot gear and beat your citizens into submission? They'll stew in their frustration and come back at you even harder next time. And herding people into concentration camps won't win you votes. Kairos and LoungeWorks permanently and voluntarily sidelined the troublemakers. And for those who still retained a drive for success in the real world, Kairos provided fuel for the capitalist fire and tax revenues to keep the countries of the West afloat. And if you're living in the West, that's the future you're heading toward. A large portion of your young and productive citizens voluntarily checking themselves out of life. They'll be trading their bodies and minds for a, a few years of artificial paradise. And when their brains have been stripped mind of all value, their bodies will be incinerated and dumped. A new volunteer victim will immediately be loaded into the seven-foot pod. So I want to briefly discuss some efforts we're making to stop this cycle of Kairos exploitation. The government of the United States and really the majority of governments throughout the world are enemies of Bierica. At first glance, you'd think we'd be content to sit back and watch them destroy themselves. But it's not that simple and we're not that cynical. As Bierikenos, we still love the countries we came from. My ancestors escaped oppressive conditions in Europe, but they still love the places they came from. 
England, Sweden, Denmark. They were proud of their heritage and used what they had learned to make America a better place. And we've done the same thing in Bierica. The America our ancestors helped build had become unrecognizable. But we've tried to replicate what was good about our home countries and put processes in place to avoid making the same mistakes. The governments of the world are our enemies, but their citizens are not. Those citizens include our relatives, friends, and colleagues. We mourn with them as they lose a child, sibling, parent, or friend to the lie that is Kairos. So we attempt to sabotage the Kairos network and the Loungeworks operations as much as possible. Since we have the quantum keys, the logical solution would be to simply shut down the network. And with the keys, we certainly have that ability. But that would lead to mutual destruction. It's a global lose-lose proposition. We could disable the Kairos network with a few keystrokes, and, and we've actually done that in the past, if you remember from prior recordings. But in this case, it would cause instant death for the 60 million people currently residing in Loungeworks facilities. The West has built a booby trap into the system that we can't touch. If the network goes down, an array of powerful signal generators in each Loungeworks facility broadcasts a frequency that agitates the implanted Kairos devices. And agitates might not be the right term. The signal makes the Kairos devices vibrate violently until they explode like a miniature hand grenade inside the brain. The signal generators utilize old analog technology that is extremely difficult to hack. The only conventional connection we can exploit is the rudimentary network on analog signal received by the signal generator. The signal generator stays silent as long as it's receiving the network on signal. That network on signal is routed through a sophisticated onion router that detects intrusions at every node. And if it detects an intrusion, the node shuts down and the network on signal ceases and everyone housed in that particular lounge work facility dies. Originally, we thought there was only one signal generator in each lounge work facility. We learned the hard way that this isn't true. We managed to navigate the onion router and spoof a network on signal on a single signal generator at a lounge work facility in Belgium. We shut down the Kairos network globally or locally, and that triggered the four other signal generators in the facility, killing the 67 residents of that facility instantly. The Belgians couldn't prove it was us, but everyone knew who was responsible. Let's just say that our little experiment didn't make us more friends or improve our standing in the West. And knowing what we know now, a person is essentially dead the moment they check themselves into Loungeworks. Attacking Loungeworks facilities directly has proved to be a high-risk, low-reward proposition. Over the past several years, we've learned to use the Kairos network as a weapon against itself. One of the most effective methods is called dark threading. I'm trying to think of a term that would make sense to you. Malware comes to mind, but it's not really malicious code, it's malicious content. We influence the Kairos network to generate unpleasant bits of content and embed it into existing legitimate content. Kind of hard to explain, so I'll provide an example. So imagine you're watching your favorite TV program. Maybe one of those home decorating shows on HGTV. My mom was always watching those. Anyway, you're immersed in the show. The new countertops are gorgeous. The cabinets are perfect. It's time for the big reveal. The homeowners enter the house and are going gaga over the miraculous transformation. 
the lady of the house steps up, opens one of the new cabinets. A giant wave of cockroaches swarm out of the cabinet. The woman is covered with thousands, maybe millions of cockroaches. She opens her mouth to scream, but the cockroaches fill the void and silence her. But only momentarily. She reaches up, closes the cabinet door, and the cockroaches disappear completely. The couple continues the tour of the newly decorated house, and the episode concludes as if nothing happened out of the ordinary. The whole cockroach scene lasted maybe two seconds, but it was traumatic and it likely ruined one of your simple pleasures. Maybe ruined your day or your sleep that night. So Kairos understands your likes and dislikes better than you do. That's why it's so addictive. The network can make subtle changes to content and present it to you in the best possible manner. And while it's serving up this content, it's taking stock of how your brain reacts so it can present it to you in the future even better. I think I've said this previously, but with Kairos, every day is Christmas, and Christmas gets bigger and more elaborate every day. But with time, even the most over-the-top Christmas gets boring. Everything starts feeling the same, and that's about the point people reach when they decide to check into Loungeworks. Dark threading essentially ruins Christmas. We use the dark side of Kairos data and analytics to serve up bite-sized pieces of bespoke misery. And this provides the biggest payoff. Our main objective isn't to troll people or cause discomfort. We want to sow seeds of doubt in the Kairos network. We want people to know that it doesn't offer the perfect utopian solution to their imperfect lives. We want to shed life on the fact, shed light on the fact that life was with no pain quickly becomes a life of no pleasure. When a mudslide ruins your golf game or a pack of wild dogs crashes your dinner party, you get angry and your brain goes into problem-solving mode. For some Kairos users, these types of negative emotions and exercises have lain dormant for months, maybe years. We found that dark threading helps delay the mental decline of Kairos users, and that tends to delay people from checking themselves into, into lounge works. The frequency and intensity of our dark threading efforts is more of an art than a science. Kairos does the science for us. The skill is that of becoming an efficient parasite. We need our host to remain mostly healthy so that we can continue to feed off of it. Our attacks are subtle but effective. A victory for us is the user's decision to roll back subscriptions and features, to move to a lower tier of content or to delay or prevent them from subscribing to more immersive tiers. Our efforts are a lot more effective when aimed at those who have recently received their Kairos implants. Their cognitive processes are still fairly normal, and we can sow buyer's remorse and seeds of doubt. We've managed to pull others out of immersive tiers, but that often causes more problems than it solves. If you're used to every day being Christmas, it's easy to follow into into depression when those feelings and experiences become less frequent. When a user does roll back their subscription or do something that indicates doubt or dissatisfaction with Kairos, we jump into action. Once you get the Kairos implant, you can't fully deactivate or remove it without causing harm. So it's like forcing a heroin addict to walk around for the rest of their life with a loaded syringe in their pocket. It's easy to get sucked back in. And that's usually what people do. They'll roll back their subscription, get a taste of dreary reality and the dopamine deficit, and they'll jump back in. We fund programs in the West that target individuals as soon as they roll back their subscriptions. Our messaging to them is similar to what I've been telling you in these recordings, that their greatest gift in this life is their free agency, their ability to make decisions. 
We show them that Kairos is slavery. We show them vivid footage of where Kairos leads them, an industrial incinerator where their pale, shriveled bodies are reduced to dust and ashes. Admittedly, that doesn't help much with the depression that sets in when somebody tries to scale back on Kairos, but we provide some hope. We offer support and a couple of avenues to escape Kairos. First of all, for those that want to quit cold turkey, we offer a rather invasive solution. We inject what we call a cocoon into the spinal cord of the individual. It's a very small, self-propelled module that travels up the spinal cord and into the brain. The technology is very similar to that used by Kairos itself as it traveled to the brain. Anyway, the cocoon module travels to the brain, locates Kairos, splits open. Uh, Its graphene components assemble themselves into a net-like structure, a cocoon that covers the Kairos central unit. The purpose of the cocoon is to contain all of the components of Kairos in a single location so they're not traveling freely and causing problems in the brain or spine. Once the cocoon is in place and is solidified, the individual enters a shielded booth and is given between two to five pulses of electromagnetic energy. This alters the shape and properties of Kairos graphene components and essentially kills it. Over time, the chemistry of the fluid of the brain will cause Kairos to break apart. When live, Kairos is able to maintain itself and stave off corrosion. But after the EMP treatment, these abilities die with the rest of Kairos. Like I said, the cocoon is in place to contain the wreckage. The other alternative is called a shield. This option can be applied in a number of ways. It consists of multiple layers of graphene arrayed in a way that disrupts the frequencies Kairos uses to send and receive data from Kairos base stations. The shield can be embedded in a hat or a wig or a building. In the case of our clinics, and it's a fairly effective at uh, disrupting Kairos communications. But to use the example I mentioned earlier, it's like a heroin user carrying a loaded syringe around. Returning to the charms of Kairos is as easy as tipping your hat. So those that go cold turkey, um, the cocoon and EMP folks usually need to be institutionalized for between 60 and 90 days. The first two weeks are miserable, very similar to what a heroin addict would be feeling. Nausea, shivering, vomiting, diarrhea, and bone-aching pain. The worst of the misery is over after the first few weeks, and the individual is introduced to a mentor that can help them cope with life after Kairos. Many of those who complete the program remain at the clinics after their recovery to help future patients, which is good for everyone. Uh, Employment prospects for those in the West without Kairos are limited. Results for those who choose the shield option are mixed at best. Uh, The best example I can think of is We're taking a degenerate alcoholic and turning them into a functional alcoholic. The great majority of those choosing the shield route eventually abandon it and go back to Kairos. But a select few see the light and decide to get Kairos zapped. To date, about 80,000 people have been given shields at our clinics. Around 5,000 have been cocooned cocooned and zapped. Of those 5,000, about 1,700, roughly a third, have taken their own lives. Uh, which is extremely unfortunate. We've seen some terrible things and terrible drugs over the past 30 years, but Kairos is the worst. It is an amazing and elegant feat of technology, but it leaves a wake of destruction that no bullet, bomb, disease, disaster, or drug could ever replicate. If you speak or understand the English language, 
there's a very good chance that you and the people you love are being exploited by Kairos in my time here in 2053. My dad used to say, if it sounds too good to be true, it's bullshit. And that pretty much sums up Kairos. In your time, you're being manipulated and herded toward your Kairos implant date. You'll see and hear things that cause you to think that life sucks, that the world is filled with hate, racism, pollution, and disease, that people are evil. And you know what? All of that unpleasantness does exist, but people are inherently good. We are the sum of our choices, and bad choices limit our future choices. People do bad things when they have limited choices, when they're backed into a corner. You can be a force for good by jealously guarding your own free, free agency. Make choices that allow you to continue making choices. Repeat that 50 times. Repeat it 100 times. This may sound weird, but if you don't like the direction the world is moving in, look around you. Doing that load of laundry that's been sitting on the floor for a week is a start. Maybe your wife has been busy and hasn't had time to get to it. Put it in the washer. You'll earn brownie points and will probably avoid a huge argument a week from now when that laundry pile doubles in size. Avoiding that argument will have you in a better mood that day. You won't flip off the guy that cuts you off and he won't rip into his 16-year-old son when he gets home. The good turn you do today has the power to steer the world in a different direction. Here in my time, we left that pile of laundry on the floor had the argument a week later, and ended up in South America bitching about hard drugs, invasive technology, and irresponsible governments. The smallest of choices carry weight and can trigger big changes in the universe. Make good choices and use your free agency wisely. You have the power and you still have time to steer your world in a different direction.